And now, on with the show. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for another episode. (laughs) Was that a little too close? A little too close to three guys, one up intro. You seem pretty upset about it. I'm super mad about it. All right, here we go then. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome once again. It's time for another episode of Weekend Watch. That's better. Uh, I'm here, Spencer, sitting with Keith. That's me. I'm here as well. And nobody else. Nope, that's it. Just us today. Uh, just, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We're talking. We're talking a couple of movies. Well, and shows. I a don't sh- know what they show are. and a thing. Yeah. I uh, I'm probably gonna forget uh, just a whole lot today. My brain's still real foggy from COVID. Yeah, you, you're you're COVID brained. I am. Uh, I'm surprised we got as far as we did in the three guys one up episode. Honestly. Yes. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> We went for uh, a lot longer than I expected. I yeah, there was no way we had to move recording this show a couple of days because there was no way I was making it through another one that night. No, no, it wasn't happening. So, uh, like I said, it's just the two of us. We got a couple of great recommendations to go over this week. Uh, why don't we uh, get into it? We we don't have a theme. What do we look like some kind of themed show. No, we don't no. do themes. We don't I do, mean, themes we do, do themes today. We're not doing a theme today. That's something. So let's get into it. Uh, well, Keith, what, what do you got? What should we watch this week? Oof, I've got a little crime documentary here that is kind of a doozy. It just came out this year. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, I believe. And I don't know. My wife and I kind of fell into it. She was having a documentary day, and she put this one on, and I kind of just spun around in my computer chair and was hooked. It's called Our Father, and it's um, a really messed up tale um, about this this doctor who he's like um, a reproduction specialist, helps people out when they're they're having trouble conceiving children, um, takes sperm samples of the men, and and um, tries to get them the right medications and stuff to, to help them have kids. And it turns out this, this dude, um, what's his fucking name again? I can't remember. Um, Dr. Klein. I was going to say, I I don't, I don't remember (laughs) either. I watched this like my second night of having COVID. (laughs) So it's good and foggy in your brain. Um, yeah. Dr. Klein, he, uh, took it upon himself to then (laughs) use his own sperm. And and help these women have children. Um, Unbeknownst to them, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He he did not let anybody know what he was doing. He just uh, did it. And this is the the story of um, those those children kind of finding each other. It was in a smaller town, uh, so they they've got to be really careful about who they date and who they. I don't know. It could be anybody they know. So far, uh, it says it right here in the movie info, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. So far, they've found 94 children plus something like that. Not, at least I think it was 98. 98 as, okay. At the end of the movie, they're like, at least 98 are known. 98 known children that this 
this man has had through surrogate mothers because they thought they were having their own kids with their husbands and they were or with were anonymous keeping, donors right anonymous donors or or the people he was he was helping to to have children it, it was a whole myriad of different women that were then inseminated with this dr klein sperm and yeah it's it's a fucked up story it was it's a, it's a wild tale it was it all just, because of like dna tests like 23 and me yeah it just kept getting worse and worse as you're watching this. Like it starts out and it's like, oh, this is fucked up. And then it's like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Every every 10 <laughs> minutes you're going to go, holy shit. Wait, yeah. what? Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I enjoyed I mean, it as I, much as you can enjoy something like this. Right. Yeah. It was a, a informative watch for a, a human story. Yeah. Not just that, but it, I like that it was kind of under the direction it felt of some of these these children that were kind of at the helm of of finding their other siblings and letting them know and letting them figure out what to do with that information and the community that they've created as a family to try and help each other find everybody that was affected by this to get I mean it it's a big blow to your family to to hear this but you know you got to you have to hear it you know yeah most definitely uh yeah great story really well made it's fairly short it was like an hour and a half long documentary yeah uh it tells a pretty wild story and i liked that the the daughter that was kind of unraveling it all doing the investigation i really liked that she recorded her conversations with him so the and they actually used the the actual recordings in in the the documentary so it's a lot of like factual yeah stuff. like like primary source stuff going on yeah this uh, is recreations at least from the audio yeah it's not hearsay it's nothing like that it is full-blown evidence of this man doing and admitting to what he he's done i don't understand all right get a little bit spoilery here okay i don't understand how there wasn't more of a crime that was committed dude that is like the saddest thing about this entire story is he got off on like nothing charges, like two they caught absolutely him for two counts of obstruction of justice. Oh my god! But That's like, it. okay, so I don't understand how. All right, I I mean I understand, but don't get how a lot of places have antiquated sexual assault laws and how maybe oh it didn't fit their definition at the time, whatever. So you can't charge them with that. How yeah, was so there not something on the books for, for medical fraud? Right. Like, how is that not a charge they a, could go after? A practicing doctor. You're right. Like, how is that not a harsher punishment from that perspective? Right. Crazy to me. Just crazy that they couldn't do something with fraud. Like, nothing. They, there was, I don't know, some of the testimonies that they had recordings of of these these children of his in, in court. It, it's nuts. And yeah. nothing happened. Fucking nothing. Of course not. Crazy, man. Just crazy. It's insane. Um, it does say, I think, near the end of the film as well, that there are now 44 known doctors to have done things similar to this or exactly this. So this is a problem, man. This is bad. Yeah. People are fucking sick. But I don't, I don't know. But you're right that uh, how many of them live in states that they would just get a slap on the wrist and they're like, oh, because this guy was also like some of the, what I really hated about this story 
like really, really hated about this story is I know that judge was also easy on him because he was like a good God fearing man. He was, he was a good Christian and like he, he knows that what he's done and he, he will atone for his sins and yada, yada. Like that was a big part of this, this man's story. Dr. Klein's story was how into the church he, he got and how that worked for him. You know, he worked for the church. He worked with people from the church. So that, that got him big brownie points in the court. Gotta love that. You gotta love how, oh, well, I know him and he didn't seem like a guy who would do this. How that always seems to work out for white guys, for old yeah. white guys. Old white guys that are uh, good Christians. Yeah. <sighs> Be like, no, he, he did, though. Like, he did do it. Like, that means he did do it. Doesn't mean that, that you should just deny it because here's the proof. And, and, no, and people are just like, nope, he couldn't have because I know him and he's a good guy. So some of like the leniency he got as well was some of the argument. What these arguments that they had for his case was, well, I only did it a few times. It was very sparse that I did this. It was very occasional. And it was only when I was really trying to help the family because they were so down on their luck that it wouldn't happen. And yeah, um, almost a hundred siblings later, that's not the fucking case, right? Turns out that was a lie. And another one of the things that he was getting leniency for was, um, well, they're all healthy children. They're all good, healthy children. Well, uh, nope, not it that. Turns out that was a lie. <laughs> Passed on some some fucking genetic ass bullshit. The, like autoimmune disorders and shit. It's fucked. It's a fucked story. And yeah, yeah. I I did enjoy the documentary though. It was good. Yeah, definitely worth a watch if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix original. Uh, let's move on then to my recommendation this week, and it is a new uh, series on Hulu called The Bear. Ooh, sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> Better than the coughing attacks I've had for ever. For yeah, what feels like now forever. That doesn't. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, The Bear is about a world-renowned young chef up-and-coming chef works worked in all the best restaurants whose brother commits suicide and he uh and so he inherits his bro his late brother's uh chicago beef restaurant his brother's italian beef restaurant in chicago so he goes home and uh this this is the story of him trying to fix the restaurant to to make it a working restaurant again and dealing with his his loss and the trauma of losing his, his brother and uh, dealing with this fucked up family situation. And while that may sound uh, horribly depressing, and it can be, it's also wildly entertaining, absolutely hilarious, uh, and one of the best shows I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, I I can't deny that. Like, It's a fucking great show. I only got a few episodes in, but man, it's addicting. It's addictingly depressing, you know? <laughs> Like you, you really feel for these characters each in their own way. Even the asshole characters is like, this is a fucking douchebag. But then you get a small taste of their, their other side or what's actually going on in their life outside of this shitty little restaurant. And it's like, oh, okay. I get what yeah. you're a fucking douchebag then. That, um, that's a great thing about it is the show really delves into every single character who works in this kitchen you get backstory, you get taste of backstory, I should say. Um, 
to really round out, flesh out these characters. Uh, it makes you care for all of them, even even like you said, even the assholes. Um, and it, just watching their journey through through this first season is incredible. Yeah, um, I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch more for sure. There's a uh, there's a there's the penultimate episode, episode seven, has been described as the uncut gems of television. Oh shit! And I agree. I agree completely. It's a fantastic episode. Everyone needs to see it. Uh, definitely check this out. I've never worked in a kitchen, but everything I'm reading about the show says this, that that it's uh, it's highly on point. Yeah, it's. I mean, chefs are fucking assholes, especially high high level chefs. No, I've I've been in a lot of kitchens. I've delivered to a lot of kitchens, a lot of big time kitchens here in Albuquerque. Nothing like crazy, like New York or anything like that. But uh, yeah, these guys are that it. It's a like they can be that depiction. way. But yeah. but in, in addition to just like the environment, the how hectic it can get being in the weeds, like everything. the anxiety of yeah. that first episode um, really sets the tone of of this whole series i feel like just watching a few episodes like that first episode is that like you're on the edge of your seat anxious the whole time feeling his anxiety his stress um the mountain of uh, uh, the weight on his shoulders that and it's slowly coming out why this weight is on his shoulders and how this weight is on his shoulders and it it's a great build it's a great setup i don't know i've i've really enjoyed these first few episodes um bear the the main character is i mean he's so freaking endearing and you're rooting for him so damn hard man because uh just everything about this kid you just want to to be successful and yeah. it's it's hard he's having a hard time doing it that dude he he really needs a hug man he needs several hugs he needs a <laughs> he's a good solid cuddle yeah that would be very nice yeah, i'm sure he would appreciate that very much <laughs> Uh yeah, check it out. I I can't speak highly enough about it. it. Like I said, it's also a comedy. Like there, it is funny. It's gut bustingly funny at certain points, and and it'll make you cry at others. It's it's a, just such a great show. I started watching it with Lauren, and she was like, "Is this a FX show?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, it has that FX like sheen about it." There's there's just something you know like about FX shows and this one just screams that. And that's not a bad thing. I love FX. Yeah, no, they, absolutely. They shows. Yeah. They're, they're definitely known for a style as well. Funny enough, you mentioned that because one of the uh, executive producers is Hiro Murai, who is the, has done a lot of work on Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, directed a bunch of episodes. He's also an executive producer on Atlanta. Cool. Um, so it, it's that. got that, it, it it's got that a similar feel. feel. Yeah. yeah. And so, that's yeah. Yeah, check it out. It is The Bear. It's on Hulu. It's an FX show that is also a Hulu original. It never aired on FX, actually. But FX made it for Hulu, specifically. Right, yeah, because they're, they're partners or, or whatever. Yeah, whatever they do. Their thing, they're, they like each other. They got a thing for each other, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out. It's The Bear. It's, cur- it's on Hulu. All eight, all eight episodes, they're like 20, 25 minutes apiece. Uh, except for the finale, which is a double. Nice. Well, yeah. good. I'm excited to finish that up because it's it's great. I'm excited to hear what you have to say after you finish it. Highly reviewed on there too is like a hundred critics, something in the ni- high nineties. Yeah, it was a hundred critic score. rating, ninety three, I think, audience yeah. score. That's 
Yeah, people liking it. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, uh, really uh, hoping for a second season. It, it, they're getting one. I just saw a tweet today Did you? that they, oh, they greenlit a second season. So. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. All right. Well, I think that's it for our recommendations. What with there only being two of us. So uh, why don't we get into some news? We got some news. We got some stuff to talk about. It's been a uh, while. Yeah, it has been a very long while. We don't do news on franchise breakdowns, and we had a few episodes of those, plus an off week. So uh, let's get into some stuff then, man. Uh, why don't we talk first off about the new trailer for Clerks 3? My God. Because like, how silly. How silly does this movie look? It looks so silly. It is so fucking meta and so Kevin Smith. I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm excited for it. This is not going to be a movie for everybody. This is a movie for kevin smith fans like okay so i like that you phrased it that way because there's a another show i listened to and they were talking about this and i wanted to bring it up because they're absolutely right he's getting a little too meta he's he's very into his own universe like like he's getting so meta to the point where He's making jokes that you only get if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, not just a fan of Kevin Smith's universe. Right, right, right. You need to know about shit that's going on in his life and what he's done personally. Even in Clerks 2, there were jokes from his Q&As. The whole Frodo, the the Lord of the Rings joke, that was from one of his Q&As at at the the colleges that he's going to. I remember watching that Q&A, and he does that joke on stage about how bad the movies are and it's just a bunch of people walking and then he put it in the clerks too and it was like but i've seen this joke it was done well (laughs) i still laughed at it it's a funny joke but like he's he's getting very very meta in his own shit like yeah it's like uh uh, randall in this trailer has a heart attack right so that's clearly drawn from him having a heart attack when kevin smith actually had a heart attack like, yeah, and then it's like him making the movie like that he first made. It's it's them, but it was like in a different period of their life. But they're doing his same story. It's yeah. like a Kevin Smith story later in life. It's just funny. It's that's really funny to me that he's just like, well, now my movies are going to be about when I made my first movie. <laughs> How do you get more meta than that? Good lord. <laughs> Like like I said, I'm still excited for it. I'm still gonna watch it because I am a Kevin Smith fan, uh, not just yeah. his oh, universe. Yeah. No, I'm like, super stoked for this. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm still gonna watch it. Like, <laughs> like I'm I love watch Kevin it. Smith at every stupid joke. Like, but this is this is not gonna be a movie that everybody enjoys. There's gonna be a lot of people shitting all over this movie. Like, what the fuck is this? Absolutely, it's a circle and jerk. It is. I'm, I'm not gonna be one of them. No, it's the it's the definition of a circle jerk, though. Like that's that's all he's doing. Yeah, most definitely. Well, let's get into some other news. Uh, we have to have some obligatory Marvel news, right? Yeah, a couple things actually. Uh, the first one is it's been uh, confirmed that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are returning for their own Disney Plus series called Echo. That is Charlie Cox who played Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio who played Kingpin in the Netflix uh, Marvel shows back in, what, five years ago now? Um, coming back for a show. They're bringing them back to be their same characters. Uh, we're getting a Disney Plus show with them. Well, Echo is the character from Hawkeye, the the deaf, the deaf lady. Oh, right, right, right. That's okay. Echo. So this is her show. So she's getting a spinoff show. Yeah, she's getting okay. her show. She's called Echo. They are going to be 
in this show with her because of their close ties to her. She worked for Kingpin, yeah, and uh, that's the the biggest rival of Daredevil. So like, it only makes sense that they're gonna be in this as well. So here's what I'm curious about: Will we get a Tom Holland cameo? Because uh, we get a Charlie Cox as uh, Matt Murdock in No Way Home. In No Way Home, yeah. Uh, spoilers. It's been long enough. You should have seen that. That movie's been now. out for like eight months. Um, and same thing with She-Hulk, which is our next piece of, of of Marvel news. Is Kristen Ritter will be coming back as Jessica Jones in She-Hulk. Uh, I've got to assume we're going to get some Charlie Cox in there as well because they're in a fucking courtroom and he's a goddamn lawyer. Uh, So we're at least getting foggy or someone, you know, there's going to be some ties there. And uh, I don't know. Spider-Man's got Tom Holland's got to show up somewhere in one of these these up and coming shows after that little thing they did. But they might let it sit for like two years. I don't know. Fucking Marvel does that shit. Yeah, you only have so much room, I guess. But this uh, is, they they just surpassed a hundred hours in the MCU, and this phase, phase four, with all the movies and shows, is almost every other phase combined in time. Like phase four is massive. Well, it's got to be. Like, how do you do shows, shows and, not, and movies you know? and yeah? Like Moon Knight is what six episodes at an hour apiece. That's that's the same length as three Spider-Man movies. Like, yeah. And Miss Marvel you know, just came out and it's the highest rated Marvel anything right now. 98% you know. certified fresh. So have you, how, how caught up on Marvel are you? Um, I still need to watch Eternals and I need to watch Miss um, Marvel. I watched Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and I thought that was great, honestly. So uh, I think that's I watched it. Oh no, everything. multiverse. I need to watch Multiverse of Madness. Oh, as Multiverse well. of Madness. Okay. Yeah. So I watched. Uh, I finally watched Spider Man. I watched Shang Chi. I watched Eternals. I watched Doctor the new Doctor Strange. I think the only things I have left are Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. Yeah, Moon Knight was be, pretty oh, good. And then Thor because that's in theaters. But right, right, right. Moon Knight was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was it was weird, but Moon Knight's weird. I don't know. Um, it wasn't the greatest content out of Marvel. A lot of people were like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" But um, it was good. It wasn't it wasn't insane. I'm not thrilled to watch Eternals, uh, but I'm gonna. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it was just a poorly made movie. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it was not cool. But, you know, I saw it, and I'll never have to see it again if I don't want to. So, right. All good there. You'll get the, what, two callbacks from that movie. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about some more trailers, because Netflix dropped a new trailer, uh, a, a trailer for a movie called uh, Day Shift, which is a silly little movie starring Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, and Snoop Dogg uh, as vampire hunters in Los Angeles. I'm so about this. I'm I I watched this little trailer and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. This one looks fun. Uh, I, there's not a whole lot to say about it other than the trailer looks like silly fun. Yeah, definitely um, check it out because because there's. I mean, it's all there in the t- they're vampire hunters in L.A. and it it's got Snoop Dogg, James Franco, and, and Jamie Fox. That's Dave that tells the movie. James Franco's not working anymore. Oh he's yeah, James Franco's pervert. a diddler. So Dave yeah. Franco, his his younger non diddling brother, at least that we know of, that we know of, allegedly. There are not 
any current allegations of diddling against Dave Franco, thankfully. Thankfully. Very thankfully. So uh, check out this trailer. I dropped it in uh, in our Discord channel. Um, the trailer looks fun. I'm definitely going to watch it. movie comes out August 12th. Uh, it's not going to win any awards, but it will be a great way to spend two hours. Right. Uh, speaking Netflix of Netflix. Netflix. pretty good about some of that. Sometimes they hit that really well. Sometimes they completely miss, but there's little like bite-sized movies that are just like a fun couple hours. They've, yeah. they've hit yeah. it a couple of times, you know. Exactly. There's been some that were definitely enjoyable. Uh, speaking of Netflix, they uh, have teamed up with the Duffer Brothers of Stranger Things fame uh, and are bankrolling a bunch of Duffer Brothers projects. They formed their own production company called Upside Down Pictures, uh, and Netflix is giving them just a massive amount of money to make a whole bunch of different things, including a new live-action television adaptation of Death Note. Which they could probably pull off, honestly. If anybody could, I think they could. Yeah, Netflix tried with their with that movie. There was the live-action couple of movies out of Japan that were okay. Uh, Netflix failed with their movie version. Um, other than that, there's just that's been it, other than yeah. the original anime. So I'm excited to see a take on it that is actually given the time it needs to breathe. Right. I Maybe think shine a little light it. on it. you know you see what i did oh look at that look at you getting witty over there i try uh yeah i'm i'm excited for upside down Uh, i think it's going to be a really good thing i think netflix going all in on duffer brothers is really really good uh especially after this most recent season of stranger things which is now my favorite season of Stranger Things. It was fucking amazing. We talked a lot of shit about run times and stuff like that. Forget that. Watch every single second of this show cuz you will gobble it up in no time. Yeah, it was run great. time we, didn't we matter. Breezed. It did, I didn't even notice it, frankly. No, I wanted more. I still want more. <coughs> the the yeah. writing was impeccable. The um the story was impeccable. You know, after season 3, I felt the writing was suffering a little bit. This brought it way 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 back. Yeah. For sure. And the next season is their last season. So Netflix is going, you know what? Next season isn't your last season with Netflix. We're we're bankrolling Duffer Brothers. Let's get it popping after Stranger Things. And they're doing it. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else are they going to be making? They're making an original series. Um, something uh, with the creators of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. So that's going to be an original property. Uh, they're going to be doing an adaptation of Stephen King's The Talisman. Cool. Uh, they're going to be doing a stage play set in the world of Stranger Things and a live-action Stranger Things spin-off series uh, once once Stranger Things has ended. That's going to be interesting because they tried to do a spin-off uh, of Stranger Things. I want to say it was season two. Remember they did like that backdoor pilot episode where Eleven goes to philadelphia or something and meets up with a bunch of other kids who had grown up and had powers it was just the one other kid eight and then she bailed on her um yeah i remember that where where she she went to philly met up with her sister number eight and um we'd never heard from them again yeah (laughs) even in this most recent season when we did get a, a closer peek into some of the past of what was going on with with other kids there was she wasn't mentioned at all that I remember was she maybe it was like a real quick yeah, brush no, nothing, over nothing 
they just decided it didn't happen. Well, that, that's because they meant it to be a backdoor pilot. Yeah. Like, they used it to gauge interest in turning that into a spinoff. And it was bad. It was, it, it was a bad episode. It was the worst episode of the season. Of the series, probably. Yeah, you might be right. Um, you know, if it turned out that that would be it, I'd probably still watch it. Um, yeah, I, I would too. <laughs> I would still watch it, you know? So yeah. we'll see what happens, whatever that turns into. Uh, so that's something that's kind of cool. Uh, what else? You got anything else? I'm starting I don't to lose so. my voice here uh, a little bit. Yeah, we, I put in just, if you want to take a look at it a while back, we were talking about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. They have an official poster that I posted in our Discord. If you want to check that out, come join our Discord. It looks fucking great. I'm excited. I'm really curious as to where this movie is going to show up. Yeah. Like, is this going to go to theaters? Is it going to be Shutter? 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 Yeah. yeah. Just straight to Shutter. I'd be pretty happy with that. Um, awesome. Very cool. Uh, I guess that's uh, that wraps us up because that is the end of the show. So don't forget to, uh, you know, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Check out our website, threeguysoneup.com, and our Patreon, where you can become a patron for $5 a month. And uh, we love you very much. We'll continue making this show, and you'd help pay for that. Thank you. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Good night. Mm